All right, let's go. Welcome everybody to the Hockey Movie Pod, where we just finished watching the season finale of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I'm your host, Jordan Chong. Holy banoodles, what a ride we've been on. And of course, I have my line mate here as always, my co-host. He likes it here. Thumb up, like the two Czech boys would say, thumb up. It's Trevor Chong. Trevor, how are you doing? It's great to be here. I just hope for once that my parents actually listen to this podcast. Yes, I know. They haven't come out to watch a single one of our podcasts. Hopefully it's an emotional uh, late exit here or entrance here like Coob's parents. Now, Trevor, uh, that's it. Season one is in the books. I mean, is that it for the Mighty Ducks? We'll get to that. But what did you make of the season finale of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers? I absolutely loved the season finale it was so much fun last week we were coming in the low of lows the uh the dating loved quadrangles that were going on there but now we're all getting down to hockey and it was great there was it was lots of hockey action which was fun i think going for the ducks name was fun there was some twists there uh some big moments from big characters uh motivational speeches it's just everything you want from the mighty ducks movie didn't you, didn't you think yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Loved all of the hockey that we got to see. You know, it was a, a bit of like, you know, the the new Mighty Ducks style and the new genre of TV, like the Cobra Kai style, where it kind of makes you feel good while being a little bit silly along the way. I love the speeches were fun, some of the emotional moments. I thought it was a good way to wrap up the season. We'll see what happens next. Now, uh, Trevor, one of the, you know, the, big, the big plot points for this was the, the Minnesota Igloo which is where this whole thing took place. This was the big stadium. And for those of you, maybe you're, you know, you're listening from somewhere not in Vancouver, which may be many of you, um, the Igloo, Trevor, is actually a local arena. It's the, the Agardome, the Agardome. Now, Trevor, do you have any experience playing, attending events? Do you have any Agardome experiences? I do, I do. Not many, not many. I mean, for a lot of the year, you're, if you go to the Agrodome, it's uh, there's horses walking through the Agrodome. So that's sort of a funny thing about it. But I believe I, I have played maybe two, maybe three games at the Agrodome. And there's something about it. I mean, I don't really know. I actually also saw a WWE event at the Agrodome, yes. side note. Uh, but the Agrodome, it's always fun actually playing in the Agrodome. There's something about even the playing in a empty arena i don't i don't know how many people you would say it holds right maybe like 2000 maybe something like that sure. so it's not it's not huge but it's still something fun about like playing in an arena with like seats all around you mm. that's always fun i remember i played so i played most of mostly house hockey you know but by mostly choice uh <laughs> and uh but one time you know the b the b team was like hey you want to come play for us i was like sure i'll come come play some uh some rep hockey on the B team, right? And it was at the Agrodome. And uh, nice. I thought I had a pretty strong showing there. And we had a 2-2 tie. And I iced the puck three times in a row. And the re the Reliance McCatomy said, hey, like, don't keep icing it. And I don't think that that's against the rules to keep icing the puck. <laughs> Well, it's like the linesman that for that was probably like some like 15 year old kid getting paid like minimum wage. You just had to skate back and forth down the ice. So he's probably just pissed that you're making him up to skate. But yeah, he has no authority for how much you ice it. That's ridiculous. Right. But you you've played in the aggregate, right? 
Yeah, I played a, I played a couple times there. I, a lot of my best memories from the Agrodome are actually watching Vancouver Voodoo roller hockey games. I uh, spent a lot of, you know, went, a lot, went to a lot of those games, which was always fun. Got to go rollerblade on the... I don't know, not the ice, the surface after. Uh, there's one game in particular I played there when I was playing uh, Midget AAA my last year of that. Uh, I got kicked out of the game for hitting someone from behind. So that was a good experience. Um, and then I went up in the crowd. Our team, uh, we were down, I think, like maybe like 4-1 or, or something like that. We had a big third period comeback, and I remember yelling uh, profanities from the audience towards the referee, uh, which was probably not the highest moment of my life, but uh, I was really mad about getting thrown out of the game. Um, I don't know about you, Trevor, but watching you know, the Agrodome, especially the scene of Alex and Gordon sitting in the dark, I got major Happy Gilmore feels because Happy Gilmore had the scene with Virginia Bennett in the Agrodome, the same arena. I thought the Zamboni guy was going to come out and say, hey, you guys want some time for Gordon Bombay? Anything. He plays the song Endless Love. They go for a skate in the dark. This is setting up exactly like Happy Gilmore. Did you, did you realize that that's the same kind of setting there? Talk about your all-time backfires. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't think of that at the time. You're right. It is the same one, but I, I did not think of a happy Gilmore there. But uh, it's a good comparison. Maybe happy should have shown up at some point and taken a skate off and tried to stab somebody. Yeah, he's getting ready for the Waterbury Open, so unfortunately couldn't make it. Now, um, the, we have the state tournament, and we talked last week about the format of this tournament. We thought maybe it was like a round robin, but it turns out it's just a straight, you know, March Madness Single elimination, 32 teams, which, you know, I think is kind of cool. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm a big fan of the NHL playoffs, best of seven. But then you got things like the NCAA tournament for hockey, the Frozen Four. It's all single elimination. And what do we love? Like, as we're recording this right now, there's a game seven going on between Vegas and Minnesota. And is there a better game to watch in hockey than a game seven? So I think that there's something to this single elimination tournament, Trevor. Do you find them that if that the NHL could somehow benefit from having more of these winner take all type games? Uh, I mean, I think the 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 NHL. I don't know about the winner take all. Game. Maybe a play in game for the eight seed, maybe. Uh, but I mean, I think the, the genius of the hockey is the best of seven series and the storylines that come from there. It's almost like when you have a team in the playoffs, it's the off days that I often really find. You're talking about the lineup, you know, you're making adjustments, coaches are figuring things out, you know, maybe you're adding a player in there. So I think there's a, a beauty to the story of the, of the seven game series, but as a, as a weekend tournament, having a 32 team, so that's a lot of teams, uh, you know, I think you almost have to do it single elimination tournament. I just feel bad for the team that came all the way out there, went to the party, played 8 a.m. on the first day, and then they're, they, they're out. You know, poor, poor the maroon marooders, right? They're just, they're just, they're just one and done. Yeah, I mean, there's something, there's something cool about the single elimination tourney. I think, you know, there's no doubt that, you know, a single elimination game does not determine the best team because anything can happen in one game. But it is definitely way more exciting for the fans. Like, that's what's so compelling about the NFL playoffs, for example. So I agree. Maybe not the NHL, but something that is broken in the hockey world is the Memorial Cup. And I think maybe the, the Central, or the, not the Central, the Canadian Hockey League could benefit from some kind of, you know, top eight even. You know, I don't 16, probably too many. Take the top eight teams and you do a single elimination tournament. That would be a like super compelling hockey to watch. I would, I would love to see that. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I mean, I'd go, I'd go thirty-two. I'd go sure. if with, with, yeah. with CHL. If you could do that, that would be very exciting. I think there's some logistics, obviously, but I guess if you just have host cities, that's yeah. how they do it in March Madness. Uh, it would just be weird because they do like to do the play. They still have best of seven playoffs in like WHL, CHL, Q. Uh, but that would be fun to put all those junior teams in there in a one-off tournament. Yeah. It wouldn't be too different from what the NCAA basketball does, where all the different conferences still have their own playoffs. They get their own winners, and then they join the rest of the conferences and, and see who wins. I think it would be super compelling television. It's a way for the Canadian Hockey League to grow. Now, let's move on from that, Trevor, because, uh, of course, we're at the Minnesota Igloo here. Um some of the players on the Don't Bothers notice quite a difference between the ice rink at the Igloo and the ice palace where Gordon Bombay says that their rink is about 20 feet shorter. Mm-hmm. Now, was this a thing for you growing up? Did you notice that rinks had quite the discrepancy in size at all? Yes, absolutely. And, and that's why I don't get. I mean... That's what Gordon says. Ice is ice, you know, whatever. What is this, 80 feet by 200 feet, something like that? Is that right? But every every rink you go to, it's different size. You know, the the sometimes you have a huge area behind the net. Sometimes you have a tiny area behind the net. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the neutral zone. I know we play rec hockey, and one of the rinks there has a neutral zone that's tiny. Sometimes the penalty box is on the wrong side. Uh, it's just crazy. Even benches, like uh, players' benches, sometimes like the actual bench is t- too high or too low or, or too far away from the boards. What's the what's the worst rink you've ever played at? Oh, the worst rink? Oh man, that's tough. Um, that's hard for me to say. I'm just trying to think on the spot. I really he didn't off the like. Top of the head. I, I really didn't like the. We had Sean Newman on in like week three of this. I really didn't like his rink in uh, Northlands College, like in Ashland, Wisconsin. I thought that place was terrible. But uh, even yeah, even in my like college playing days and you know professional most of the rinks were pretty much the same uh but some of the rinks were different i remember saint cloud state actually where you know where gordon bombay coached ironically enough they had an olympic sized rink and so right. we'd play there once every like two years and i love that like the rink was just all of a sudden we're playing in a rink that's way bigger which was pretty cool same with uh when i was in finland some of the rinks were smaller some of them were bigger and i think it's kind of cool like as long as they're not comically small i think going bigger is fine but I don't think going Oof. smaller is well, yeah. Whoa, hey now, going smaller is definitely not ideal. Whoa, hey now again. But um, yeah, like we have that one brutal rink, right? When we play in our men's hockey league, rink three or whatever, which is way smaller. It's not good. But I, I think if there's something cool and gimmicky to having like a different size rink, like the, like Major League Baseball right. has different sized outfields, different shaped outfields. As long as there's not anything too dramatic, I'm here for it. Yeah, like they should have one of the rinks should have like a slope at one end, so you have to <laughs> yeah, go skate uphill. Yeah. No, but you know what's worse is uh, worse than a small rink is a small dressing room. Oh, a small dressing and, room. You know, I remember I remember going to Seashell, I think, yes. uh, Sunshine Coast, on the, and uh, they just had the tiniest dressing room. The rink was fine, sure, but the dressing rooms are tiny. Again, trying to get 15, 16 guys in there, and uh, just in just you were just on top of each other's laps. Whoa, yeah, I think I, I, I just came. I was just thinking about it. Uh, Trout Lake. I'm not sure if they ever renovated that place where the where Grandview Steelers played. That rink was really bad. Um, that one comes to mind. I I never really liked playing in Squamish, though the rink was fine. I don't know, just didn't like playing there. Um, yeah, Karen. I actually don't like Karen Magnuson, the arena that we grew up right next right. to. I I never liked playing there. 
Uh, just something weird about it. Kind of put like a box. I don't know. But, I always have big games there. You know, I always have fun. Well, close to home. <laughs> yeah, easy easy travel. Just walk down there. I remember playing roller hockey games there. I would just like put on my full gear and rollerblade down the hill <laughs> right onto That's the beauty. ice. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Anyways, well, yeah, the rinks were a little different. Uh, they're at the Igloo. Great rink. And now we have all of these different teams, Trevor. Uh, we got to know some of the other teams in the state of Minnesota. You know, we got, you know, Lumberjacks, Caribou, and so on. So I thought maybe we'd do a ranking of what we thought are the best team names here. Now, just before we do that, one of the team's names really stood out to me, not because of the team name, but because of the location. I mean, there was the Maroon Marauders. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm aware of and Google is aware of, there is no city in the state of Minnesota called Maroon. I, well, I think it's the color. I think it's the color. They're not regular Marauders. They're Maroon Marauders. Just like there was the, uh, the Black Pumas, right? Oh, they're so not, you're saying it's they're not, not from black. Oh, okay. I didn't notice. I didn't realize that. Okay. That makes I sense. I think so. Okay. I mean, it's weird that some had colors and some didn't, right? Okay. Well, you knowing know? that, that's going to change where I put this team in the power rankings. So okay. let me tell you the, the six, uh, the seven teams that we know, but let's say, I guess we don't need to include the ducks. No. Let's not include ducks. So we'll go with the, the six teams that we know of. We have the Lumberjacks, the Maroon Marauders, the Caribou, mm -hmm. the Mustangs, the Renegades, and of course, the Don't Bothers. So I also had, I also had, let's cut out the Don't Bothers too. We okay. hate the Don't Bothers. I saw there was the Black Pumas at one Black point. Black Pumas, that's good. Yeah, and okay. then I don't think this team actually was one, but Coach T said at the end, he said, what are we going to be called? The Seam Monkeys? So I like the Seam Monkeys. Let's <laughs> put that monkeys. on there too. All right, all right. Okay. So what do you what do you think? What I mean, are we gonna go? Through, we're not gonna go through this one to seven, are we? One to well, seven. we can just rain. Ra ra well, I mean, I think I, I think I like the Maroon Marauders. Number one, okay. what about you? You like uh, that? Uh, are you happy with that? No, I actually like the Marauders, but knowing now that it's the Maroon Marauders, I actually don't like it at all anymore. I originally liked the Marauders. I don't I don't like it at all. I just like don't <laughs> understand it. I have a favorite. It's like the here, Red though. Wings. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so if you prefer just if they were just the wings. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> this is different. Maroon <laughs> okay, Marauders is weird. I have a favorite, and this is a, a Minnesota theme name. I just think it really fits Minnesota. It's named, uh, I don't know, probably not named directly after one of my favorite coffee shops, study spots, um, <clears throat> date spots. But uh, there's a beautiful coffee shop chain in Minnesota called Caribou Coffee. Caribou Coffee. I have a lot of nostalgia for that place. So I'm a big fan of the team name Caribou. But like Caribou, you're going to get eaten alive. Right? Like, what a, what a caribou. They can, they can prance. Caribou are huge. They're monsters. Right. They're beautiful. Okay. Majestic. Okay. Well, that's my that's, favorite. Okay. That's your favorite. I like Maroon Marauders. Least favorite, I guess I'll go, uh, I'll go with the Black Pumas. They yeah. can just be called the Pumas. <laughs> I'm way down on the Black Pumas. Again, I like the Maroon. Did you, uh, the Renegades, the Renegades, do you think their top players are, are Dan and Memphis? <laughs> Um, wasn't there a Renegades in the CMCHL? Uh, I think that might be. That might be true. Not anymore. Not yeah, anymore. they probably didn't last yeah, it. Yeah, Dan and Memphis would be good. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's and that next? old guy was a? Wasn't that old guy one? Anyways, yeah. No, Jerry. You talking about not. topics or the team names? Oh, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> let's go with the topics. Uh, I don't like the lumberjacks. I don't like the lumberjacks. But uh, anyways, yeah. Let's move on here. So one of the big storylines in this episode was Sophie. And this has been an ongoing storyline, kind of subtle. We knew it would build to something eventually. 
It's Sophie's knee injury, Trevor, and she ends up getting to a point where, you know, she gets hit pretty illegally in the game against Lumberjacks. She's in the dressing room, and she's kind of icing her knee, and we see there's, like, huge swelling, a huge bruise around it. Evan, you know, I guess, quote, rats her out because he's worried about her. They finally get a doctor in there. I'm wondering where, you know, where's some medical attention before this point anyways, because clearly she's limping. And uh, we get this choice where Sophie could play the game. Um, the doctor has really confusing analysis of it, where she says, Sophie can, can play the game. It's totally fine if she plays. It's just going to be really painful. Okay, but that's not the end of it. So your diagnosis is wrong, because then the doctor says, but if she gets hit wrong, get hit run the wrong way, she could injure herself permanently. So there's a big choice for Sophie here of whether she plays this game or not. Trevor, do you think ultimately she, the team, everyone made the right choice? I mean, it's a real Sophie's choice here. And uh, whether you go with the, uh, the son or the daughter, I think that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I was, I'm surprised that if it comes to forfeiting, just, just dress and sit on the bench. That's what I kept thinking. I'll do that. But uh, I think that's yeah, a that's common good. thing, playing, th- playing injured, right? Play, play hockey players, they have a lot of pride. They feel like you should play a big injured. What, what's, what was the biggest injury you ever played through? Oh, me? I mean, I never really had anything too serious. I was fortunate. I only ever missed two games due to an injury where I had a torn or a partially torn ligament in my shoulder that if it was the playoffs, I could have played, but it was just in the middle of the season. Uh, so I luckily never really had anything too major. I lost some teeth, had some stitches. So, but nothing. You know, I, I was hurt more than I was injured. But um, in terms of Sophie's experience here, you know, I'm thinking about it as a player. If I'm her in her shoes, I'm a hundred percent pushing to play. And I think she, you know, did what she thought was right. Uh, you have to think like. You don't know. There's no guarantee that she's going to get, you know, this college scholarship she thinks she might have, that she's going to play professionally, whatever. But there is a guarantee that you can play in, it sounds like, this very important state championship game. And so if you feel like you can do it and the doctor's saying, you know, it's going to be mostly about pain, then, you know, I'm doing it as a player. So I back Sophie's decision, but I also back Evan and the Mighty Ducks decision. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, she's 12 years old. She should not be playing playing yeah. this game. It, it doesn't matter, right? Like, yeah. they, they, it doesn't, you know, she's already let up the team about them to the finals. I mean, if scouts are actually caring about that, or a college essay, just write that in your college essay. What's the big deal? Uh, so I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. I did like how they, they stood up for her um, when getting into that. I, I, will t- I will say that I, I'll tell you my, my injury story, playing through yes. an injury one time, yes. or trying to play through an injury. So, you know, big rec league playoff game, winner go home. Obviously huge. We were down three nothing, right? I, I put a goal in here, playing D, put a goal in, and then a next, then the next shift, go end to end, put another goal in, make it three two. But on that shift, I get, I get sort of hacked down, go really hard on the boards. I think I twist my knee, mm. and uh, and uh, you know I, I have to go to the bench. I'm sort of sitting off to the side, in my in between like the whistle and stuff like that. I'd go out, I'd go out and like spin around a little bit. I'd be like, okay, I think, I think I'm good to go. I think I'm good to go. Put me in, put me in, Andrew. I'll go, I'll go do a shift, right? <laughs> Uh, put me in at forward, I think, because I needed the, you know, I just, and then uh, I get out there and um, I realized like mid-shift, I was like, I should not be skating on this <laughs> leg. Like, I think it's going to fall apart. Like if I do, but then like, we're kind of going in three on two 
and I get a pass like in the high slot. I was like, I gotta go for it, right? Yeah. I put a shot, but they stopped it. And I was like, Kevin, I just got straight off. And I was like, I'm done. I can't play. Like even shooting it, I was like, I think I just like maybe made it worse. Like, yeah, I, because I, I, when you're twirling out there, you're like, okay, I think I'm good. I think I'm good, right? I'm warm, stuff like that's good. But then when I tried to like go hard, it honestly felt like my my leg was gonna like you know, it was like rubbery leg and it was going to snap off or something. So I was like, probably shouldn't. We ended up losing like eight, three or something like that. So, so they really missed matter. me on that one. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, who cares? It's just a, especially then it's just a rec hockey league. It's probably 1130 PM on a Saturday night. So you know, honestly, but you don't want to sit out the game, right? I just sit on the bench and watch the game. No, fine. I would just go home to be honest, but yeah. Um, I feel like Steve Eisenman. That's, that's not a way to support the team. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of supporting the team now, the team comes this this decision where they all come together. Big emotional moment. If Sophie is not going to, you know, pull herself out of the game, everyone else is going to pull themselves out. They they all broke the dam, like in South Park. They're all taking responsibility. They're all going to forfeit. Um, you know, is this is this the right thing to do? First of all, uh, if a team only has nine players, is that really a problem? Uh, what did you make of this whole scene? Yeah, again, I told you, right? Like, like. Sophie should have dressed and then they play with, with, a, with a man down, right? Because yeah. I don't think the rule is that they have to play the players. I mean, Logan almost didn't play the whole game one time. And yeah. they played most of the season with only six players. So, yeah. uh, But it was a nice twist. It was a nice twist here where they didn't play and the Ducks, they go on to win the state championship. And I just have to tell you, Jordan, you know, I told you the Ducks were going to win the state's championship. And so I, I am the winner, right? I That's was true. right. That's what we were predicting. Yeah. You, you, you know, the, you know what this was, this was like the classic wrestling storyline where it's like, you know, like the weasel Michael Cole versus the fan favorite Jerry Lawler. And they get like Michael Cole gets like the cheap, dirty victory. But then when the match is over, Jerry Lawler gets the last laugh where he just like gives him the pile driver and gets the crowd all pumped up. But at the end of the day, Michael Cole gets to like brag that he's the one who beat Jerry Lawler. That's kind of what this is. But you still get the fan excitement by giving the good guy the win. That's basically how this episode ended where the Ducks get like the cheap, greasy win. But then the fans are still happy because the good guys quote one at the end of the day now don't you think that maybe the lumberjacks deserved a spot in the championship game against the ducks uh i guess so but they probably were already packing up and headed home at that point right and then so i mean they That's lost true. they lost so i think i think yeah. like tournament wise i think it made sense to award award the ducks the win there and then and they get you know they get a trophy and a 200 dollar gift card yep. to pf chang's jordan and so I, my question yeah. to you is, what would you rather have, a, a state championship trophy or a $200 gift card to P. Chang's? Well, I've never won either of those. Um, one of them lasts forever. One of them is quite temporary. Um, right. One of them lasts I, forever, and the other is a state championship. Yeah, exactly. I think the choice is easy. I think it's $200 to P.F. Chang's. Because that trophy, when they walked in, was quite underwhelming, to be honest. It was not that impressive. You can't of a trophy out of it. Exactly. That's what Gordon said. Uh, so I would definitely take the P.F. Chang's, get some, get some chow mein, some other good stuff. Have you, have um, you been to P.F. Chang's? Ne- no. You know what? I've never been to P.F. Chang's. and I'm fine. I'm fine. I never have either. I'm looking at the menu here. We got we got crispy green beans. We got Kung Pao <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Yeah. yeah, we got a handmade pork dumplings. Okay. Uh, $200 so, going to be a lot of dumplings. I'm saying that could be great. We got Korean bulgog, bulgogi steak. 
So I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. I mean, this is this is what I'm talking about here, right? Yeah, the funny thing great. is, it's like he is like Coach T was like, yeah, I got to turn it on a gift card. Right? <laughs> team, man. He's gonna go crush BF Changs tonight, you know. Coach T's great. I love this little staring contest between him and Gordon. That was fun. Big big Coach T fan. So, speaking of which, we uh, get in the hallway and we have this we have this bet that comes up here where they're gonna play for the name of the Mighty Ducks. Now, Trevor, you, you know, me as well, but you especially have been a huge hater of the Don't Bother's name. And so were you excited to hear that the Mighty Ducks name was on the line here? The show is called the Mighty Ducks. The whole season, the Ducks have been the bad guy. So what did you think about this? Yeah, I loved it. It wasn't the big game. It was the big name. And we're playing for the Duck, the duck Banner. And uh, I love that. I was really happy to have it. And, uh, you know, you could see it coming away. Like when they announced that, it was like, okay, obviously they're going to win now, right? If yeah. it was just for the state Easy. championship, it was like, oh, who's going to do this? But, uh, yeah, I loved it. I was so happy to have it. And uh, maybe we're jumping into it, jumping into it early. But then bringing out the jerseys yeah. and having the, the classic names on the back of the jerseys too. That's cool. I thought that I was just loving every part of this episode. He was eating it up, eating it up yeah. like I eat PF Changs, <laughs> like some spicy green beans. You know what? You know what was missing though, Trevor. It bothered me. I wish this didn't bother me that much. But if they're gonna wear the classic jerseys, like they did it when they in D two when they changed the jerseys, at least get the matching socks and pants and stuff. I just thought it looked pretty like looked like rec hockey or, or not yeah. even rec hockey like dropping hockey where guys are just putting on mix and match jerseys and socks like, yeah, it give like me the, the full uniform look like the colorado avalanche <laughs> oh the off blue pants and helmet yeah yeah, yeah. i see yeah. what you mean yeah in, in some ways it did like i just don't get it like if you're gonna go that far just go the whole mile and right. give me the full get up but it's more realistic this one. I mean, the Ducks one made no sense. I mean, they, they had finished finished the intermission basically. They already gave their sure. speeches that where they're from and that the the Ducks fly together. And then like it's like two minutes before they get out there. Oh, here's a new set of jerseys and socks and pants and everything. Get all changed, do all that. So makes no sense. Helmets, uh, gloves. I like, think the worst argument you could give me in a Mighty Ducks show is the realistic argument. <laughs> what you've never played blindfold hockey? <laughs> It's just so re- so ridiculous, all the things that happen, and, and then all of a sudden they can't pull this one off. I don't know. It just bothered me. Now, should we get into the big game here? Um, starting off with, you know, they have their very own national anthem singer, Koob. Yeah, yeah. and I love that. I mean, Koob, so he was on America's Got Talent, great singer, opera yes. singer. I love how twice they've worked in that he, somehow he's going to sing these yeah. beautiful songs. Yeah. But Jordan, so I would never played really at a big enough level to have anthem singers, but you had some anthem singers before your games. Mm-hmm. And so do you have a, any memorable, either good or bad, uh, pregame anthem singers that, uh, that happened to your game that happened uh, when you were playing? Um, definitely at Pensacola, we had an awesome anthem singer. Shout out Vanessa, if you're listening, amazing anthem singer. Um, we had some, definitely had some bad ones throughout the years. It's hard to picture exact ones. I remember one time in, we were playing in Louisiana and, you know, this is an all American league. All of the teams are in America. And for some reason they sang the Canadian national anthem, which was like, mm-hmm. okay, like that's, that's nice. Like there's lots of Canadians out here. It was fine. But then, then she breaks in the second I don't know, second verse, she breaks out the French version of it. And we're <laughs> yeah. in like the we're in like the deep, deep, dirty south. And I already think like the all the fans in Louisiana have no idea what's going on. And then all of a sudden they're singing in a, another foreign language. And I, I was just like, I remember looking around with all the guys and we're just like, wow. That was the last thing I was expecting in Louisiana was the French version of Oh Canada. Trey Bien. 
Ah, wee wee. Um, it was good. But yeah, no, I, I don't really have any memorable anthem singers. I guess, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big Mark Donnelly fan. <laughs> no, who is? Who I mean, is? Who really is? Yeah. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed when he tripped over the red carpet. That was amazing. Right. right. Don't, still don't understand why he needed to be skating around the ice what? and, and what happened in the meeting before that they decided that's what he was going to do. What do you think of the idea of a goalie in the game singing the anthem? Like, would you like to see a? Would you like to have seen Roberto Luongo grabbing oh, the mic and singing in Canada? That's like worth the price of admission. There, like that's <laughs> that would be so funny. Tonight it's the Canucks and the Blue Jackets, and Roberto Luongo will be singing the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> what about Corpusalo? Get him up there. I'm sure he's got. To. What about Elvis? Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Merz Lincoln. I can't even say his name. Lincoln. <laughs> anyway, so we got this unsanctioned game here, much like Rocky versus Creed in that closed door third fight that nobody really knows what happened. Mm-hmm. And we got this. We get this little giants like bet where the losers quit. That's it for them. Playing for the Ducks name. Um, Trevor, all these people, all these kids are just available to play the next morning. Yeah, I mean. Well- <laughs> What do they got to do? They they're I just so. the hockey's their life at this point, right? Like I mean, I they do so. two a days at the Ducks, right? So That's true. they can fit in a practice at dawn. That's true. So we get the we get the game going. Uh, you know, the duck or the don't bothers jump out to an early lead, one nothing after the first, and all of a sudden, Coach T is panicking. He wants them to play dirty. Tell me, Trevor, is this statement true? It's not dirty. It's hockey. Yeah, I think you're gonna get that argument from a certain portion of the hockey audience for sure in that uh there's still that old time hockey you know old time hockey they love to spell old time hockey the reason the oilers lost is because they're not tough enough the reason the leafs are never gonna do get over the top is because you you know matthews and martin's not tough enough right it's just it's such trash it's such trash hockey is hockey it's not a it's not a fight and we should be moving on from this point yeah, absolutely. Like the game the game has to change. It has to change, especially with the modern day athlete being so impressive, being so fast, being so skilled to take what they have worked so hard for and just allow people to to hook them, to trip them, to interfere with them without getting penalized is crazy. Like even you might say like, "Oh, it's just a little hook." But is it still a hook by definition? Yeah, it is. It should it should be a penalty. And in this game, like I was fine with some of the stuff that was happening. Some of the body checks were fine. Some of the, even some of the trips were like whatever. But there was like <laughs> I don't know what this ref was thinking. Like sure, he it's one ref, he can't see everything. But there's one point where I think it was Sam right in the slot gets blatantly tripped with the scoring up. Yes. Like if the ref doesn't see that, then what is he watching? But tough yeah. tough spot for the one ref. I always hated being the one ref when I refed as a kid. So not ideal. A tough spot for him, but he really blew it there. Big yeah. could have cost could have cost them uh, the whole game. The name, the name too. And uh, one thing, like Coop has been unbelievable in this whole in the whole state tournament. And all of a sudden, he he let in probably the worst goal even before even when he was bad. <laughs> even even when he was bad, this was the worst goal he ever let in. And um, yeah, I don't know what happened to him there. It was just like all of a sudden he was David Riddick and just letting in the worst shots. But uh, you know, luckily, even as bad as the second period was. The Ducks are only down 3-1 after two. But the morale in the Don't Bother's dressing room is really bad, and they're talking like it's over. Like 3-1, oh, our, the quote from Maya was, our team is done. And all I was thinking here, Trevor, was if this was Mystery Alaska, Russell Crowe would be pissed because remember when they were up by two goals in the second intermission, the coach wanted them to just sit back and get a respectable 3-1 loss? 
Right. And Russell Crowe was like, it's not over. We're in this game. We're fighting for this thing. First of all, terrible coaching, but great leadership by Russell Crowe. Trevor, it's only 3-1. Were they out of the game? Did you have any doubt that they were going to come back and win here? Right. I mean, obviously, we thought we knew that they're going to come back and win. I guess you have to get that, like, they are the now, like, 11-time state champions. They mm-hmm. got killed by them, whatever it was, like, 11 nothing, 11-1 the last time they played. What was it? Something like that. 16? I don't remember. Yeah. And uh, so I guess that's the mindset they're coming in there. Uh, but, you know, they, they, they got together. They all got to give their nice little speeches, except for the Czechs. Yeah. I mean, the Czechs were the most invisible, invisible people in this, in this whole series. I really don't know what happened there. But uh, it was nice to hear from, from every, every player. And I, and I was loving it. I was, I was eating it up. Oh, it was so touching. It was beautiful. Like, Lo- Logan has so many, you know, emotional scenes in this whole series. I really enjoyed him kicking it off. Uh, I really enjoyed Koobs, you know, talking about how he got out of his shell. The Lauren and Maya friendship of it all was great. So, uh, yeah, I really, I really love this scene. It was really touching. And so we head back out. We got the wardrobe change. We got the OG Duck jerseys. Of course, I did, like we said. I did enjoy having, like, the Kenny Wu on the back, the Averman on the back. That was pretty cool. Um, but as the third period kicks off, Trevor, players on the Don't Bothers are having full-on conversations with one another Wait. during the third period of the most important period of their life. Have you ever tried to speak with someone in a game that isn't like, yeah, open, yeah, over here, yeah, yeah, yeah? Uh, I think I've tried to, certainly, and it just doesn't, they don't really understand what I'm saying, no. I feel like. I feel like a lot of time I, I have a lot of uh, good good uh, jokes, even on the bench right that. I'm a, you know, I feel like I, I'm a witty person, but I, a lot of times the, the hockey players uh, I play with aren't necessarily understand the wit in what I'm saying, or maybe they're too focused on the game. And yeah. so I feel like my witty comments are... I underappreciate it on, on the bench these days. <laughs> I definitely hear them. I think some guys in that on the rec league just take it too seriously. Um, <laughs> I, I always, you know, I wouldn't call myself a, a talker. You know, I'm definitely an introvert by nature. But on the ice, there's, there's little things that I would try to do. Um, and I did it strategically. Uh, I don't want to, sh- you know, I guess I'll give a little bit of my secrets. I don't think anyone... I was going to really look into this, but uh, getting scouted. when I was playing, you know, when I was playing and I even did this, I even do this in rec hockey a little bit. It's, I'll be like really nice to some guys out there, especially guys who I know are like kind of tough or like, or like throw huge hits. I remember this one guy, uh, Jason, Jason Siegel. Uh, he's actually from Vancouver originally. He was playing for Knoxville and the SPHL. And he was like one of the toughest guys in the league. And he would just crush guys. Like he was just such a good player, really hard hitter, would always finish his checks. And I'd always like talk to him and be like, hey man, like, what are you up to? You're going to be in Vancouver this summer. I'm going to see you at the Roxy. And we'd just be like, ha ha just like make funny jokes like that. And I'd be kind of buddy, buddy with him. And I've, I've sensed that because like I was buddy, buddy, we connected about this Vancouver thing. There are a few times I went in the corners with him where I'd seen him, you know, run the guy, give him a few shots where he was like, kind of took it easy on me. Right. And I think it was part of, and I still do that when we play a rec hockey. If someone like, if someone takes a shot and scores like on the other team, I'll say like, Hey, nice goal. Uh, or if someone like makes a nice move, I'll say, oh, great move. And sure, I feel like I'm a pretty nice guy in general, but I definitely have an ulterior motive as well that they'll kind of lay off me. And so just something to think about for all you out there. Be nice to people just in general, which is good. But there's also an ulterior yeah. motive there where people will kind of lay off you a little bit. I think it really works. So I believe in that strategy. 
Yeah, I think I actually do a similar thing in uh, in roller hockey, right? In roller hockey, you never know what kind of meathead you're gonna run exactly. into. Uh, so I just at the, when I at the face, I just chat with them and, and talk because yeah. I was like, I don't want someone getting pissed off when I'm about to. I'm probably too good for this roller hockey league. I'm about to score four or five goals on you. I don't want to get my head slashed off, you know, by after I score my fifth goal, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, the the game comes down to the wire here. They tie it up. Um, by the way. One of my favorite underrated things in this episode was all of the shots of Koob's dad fist pumping. (laughs) Big fan of that. Um, And and of course we get, you know, we were expecting this all season. The play to take the lead, the flying V comes out of retirement, Trevor. The flying V, the Ducks don't know how to stop it, despite the fact that it came out of their organization. Um, Trevor, if you're a coach, how are you stopping the flying V? Right. I mean, it's like, I don't even know like what the plan is, to be honest. I mean, I know what Iceland did. They, they did stop it in the first game. They they sent five guys and they hit all five of them and they went on a five on the other way, mm-hmm. which I appreciate that. Uh, I would guess that you probably stand three guys just right in the right on the blue line. Yeah. Although apparently the, what happens is those big guys, just the guys in the front of the flying V just run over the others. So, you know, it's I think it's unstoppable. I actually think more teams should do it. I think the Canucks should yeah. work it into their, their thing here, and uh, maybe they win some games. I think the Canucks fans would take it over the late drop pass. That's Exactly, sure. exactly. So they get it done. The Flying V, uh, Evan, Evan, right? Evan gets the game winner? Yeah, that's right. I remember. Yeah, yeah Evan yeah, gets the does. game winner. They, they beat the Ducks. They become the Mighty Ducks officially. The coaches are getting Gatorade bass. Gordon's getting ready to go to the Olympics. He's going to go drive the Zamboni for the Winter Olympics. And so... I mean, that's it. They're they're the Mighty Ducks now. Now, before we get into what we think might be next, um, what's going to happen to the old Ducks? Are they going to continue on? Uh, are they going to have a new team name? What's their plan? Yeah, I think they'll come back and they'll, they'll, they will have the new team name. I'm not sure if they'll go see Monkeys or not. But uh, yeah, I think they'll come out. They, they'll rebrand. Maybe they go with the black and gold. Um, black and silver, I should say, or something. Uh, you know, similar to Hawks colors used to be, you know, who knows? Maybe they go somewhere like that. Maybe, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into this, the potential season two. I mean, do they go the same yeah. route? Do they? Do we go junior Goodwell games for season two? I mean, I think I'd be down for that. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I think we, I think we have to. I was thinking about this today after. I, I honestly don't want to see another whole season season in the same league with the same competitors we need to see something totally different so if we go some kind of international thing uh i'm all i'm totally all here for it and so you're talking trevor as if there's for sure going to be a season two is that what you're saying i think so i mean i guess you know we'll see what the i don't know how they do the ratings for disney plus but the streaming stats or whatnot but they don't have a ton of shows and i think this is a good family friendly show it goes right in with them um and I don't see why they want it. I think I think it's been mostly positive. I, I haven't seen anyone really saying that they dislike the show. And, you know, so I think for them, they set it up nicely. They ended it sort of abruptly, actually. Or they, they had the new S. It certainly could end there. It's the classic thing where, like, if there was only one season, it has a nice ending. It's satisfying. It's good. You can move on. But we could certainly see more of these characters. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm more inclined to say that they are going to come back for season two. If this was it, the end of the ride, I'm also fine with that. Uh, that the ending was fitting. Um, but uh, yeah, if they come back for season two, I want to see something totally different. Uh, I don't I don't need to see all these these minor hockey games again. These District Five games. Show me something. Show me international. Get creative. Show me I don't know what. Show me nationals. I don't care. Just something totally different. 
different. That would be a lot of fun. So, I mean, that's it. That's that's the end of the season, Trevor. Any final thoughts, and, and then we can get into a, a final fun activity here. Uh, no, I mean, I think it was fun, a fun in, a fun uh, season. I think I, we enjoyed it for the most part here. A couple, you know, down moments, but I think you're getting a family friendly show. It's great. Yeah, and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want me to set up set up what we're doing now? Yeah. Go yeah. For it. So I was thinking it'd be fun here to wrap it up here to do a little player draft here. And to, for each of us to make our own starting lineups. And I want to take okay. these new ducks and I want to take the original ducks, put them all into a, a blender here. And for us to craft uh, three forwards, two D and a goalie. But the rule is you, you can only go three from each era. So you can only go three, you gotta go three original ducks and three okay. new ducks. Okay. And we do a little draft. We go back and forth. So uh, do you want first pick or I'll go first pick? We, you go, you go first pick. Are we going snake draft? No, no, no. We don't need a snake. Yet. You take so first. Three or- I'll give you the edge. Three original ducks. Not, not like the ducks from this show, like the original mighty ducks movies. Yeah. Three okay. from the original okay, okay, trilogy and then three from the TV show. Okay. I got yeah. you. Okay. Well, I think the first pick is easy. Um, let's just not even waste any time. We're going to go with Adam Banks. Adam Banks. Okay. That's fine. So I'll take the 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 one who was wearing the Banks jersey in this episode. Did you catch that? No. Uh, it, it's Sophie. Sophie oh, Hansen. But they yes. gave her the the, the Banks good. jersey. That's a good pick. And uh, it seems like she's got more potential than Adam Banks. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was on. Sophie was on fire. She was having a good a good <laughs> tournament there. I'll take Sophie. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Okay. Um, let's see here. Who am I going to take next? I think I got to take the best player or besides Sophie on the original team. So I'm going to go with Evan. Evan. Okay. Okay. So you had Evan there. Uh, let's see. What can I do here? I think I'm going to go. I'm going to add it. I got my franchise center in Sophie. I'm going to go with a big defenseman. You need a D-man to win. I'm going to go with Fulton yes. Reed on the back end. Very good. Very good pick there. Um, let's see. Let's see. We got Evan. We got Adam. Um, need to, are we, are we locking in a goalie as well? Yeah. Yeah. Goalie. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I can, I can wait on goalie. It's like, it's like waiting <laughs> on quarterback in fantasy football drafts. Um, exactly. I'm trying to think of who even was on the original ducks that I am missing here. Let's go with, hmm. Let's pull up the quick Wikipedia page here. <laughs> Let's see who I like. Uh, okay, okay. I'm going to go with Luis Mendoza. Okay, okay. I wanted him, obviously. I wanted Mendoza, but... I like I like this top line. Adam, yeah. Evan, and Luis Mendoza. Okay, so I got Sophie. Let's send I got Fulton on the back end. I'm going to add, because uh, I think the Don't Bother team, the, the new deck, team is going to run out of players pretty quickly here for us to draft. So I'm going to go with Sam here. Uh, I think yes. he, he showed in this game. He had a big goal. Yeah, so you have a you have a very good, uh, solid number one defenseman, so I'm going to need one as well. So I'm going to lock in Lauren Gibby. <laughs> the Gibster. Okay. So you got Lauren Gibby. Uh, okay. I think I will... Uh, you know, you gotta do it. We gotta do it. We gotta go with our boy here. You know, he came on the pod. We gotta have him yes. out. He's got the speed. You see that he still got it out there. Kenny Wu. Kenny Wu. Yes, very good choice. Very good choice. Now, uh, so we need to have three of each, right? Is that what you're saying? Three of each. 
Okay, so currently I have two of each. Mm, so that's right. I think for my final, my final don't bother. Oh, do I want to go that way? No, I don't think I want to do that. I, I'm going to switch it up. Oh, that means I have to get locked in with that guy, which I don't know if I want that guy. Okay, I'm going to lock in Lauren Gibby's defensive partner, Maya. <laughs> okay. We saw them really shut it down in the semifinals against the Lumberjacks there, so let's get that top one-two pair, that Petrolangelo-Shea-Theodore pair. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's a good pick here. So I got, I got <laughs> Sophie Sam, I got Ken Wu, and I got Fulton Reed. So I got two of each as well. Um, so the question is, You've got you've got uh, Luis Adam Banks, and then you've got Evan Lauren and Mike. So you only have one duck left to pick. So you, it has to be a goalie. So I think I'm just gonna. <laughs> the question is then, who would I take? Yeah. Who would I take off? I think I'm just gonna snipe it. I think I'm just gonna take take the best goalie on the board here, and I'm gonna go. Julie the Cat Gaffney here. I'm gonna go Julie the Cat Gaffney. Oh, best goalie is left on the board in my opinion. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Okay. No, I mean I would have taken Julie for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I mean I have to take it. There's only one choice. It's the guy who definitely was the one that farted in the limo. I'm gonna go with Goldberg as my starting tendy. There we go. Okay, and then uh, me. I need a. I need a. Don't bother on the team here. I think the options are Nick or Logan, the checkmates, and I think that's it. Right? Those are the whole team. <laughs> what about uh, one of the checks? Yeah. 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 The checks. So I think, wait, is that right? Is that right? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, yeah, I think I'll go with, with uh, I got to go with Logan. Logan LaRue here over Nick. I like Logan. He's got, yeah. that, he's got that move. I'm not sure if he can play defense or not, but I'm not sure he can play anything. So to wrap it up here, I got, I got Sophie uh, centering a line with Sam and Ken Wu with Logan and Fulton Reed on the back end <laughs> and Julie the Cat in goal. You got Adam Banks in the middle. And Luis Mendoza on his flanks here. Lauren and Maya on the back end and Goldberg in that there. What do you think? Yeah, I, I actually think my team's better than yours, but your team is pretty good as well. <laughs> I think, I mean, like, you got Banksy there. I guess you got the nice forward line. I, I don't know if Lauren and Maya can uh, handle Fulton Reed, you know, big slap shot coming at them. So I think I got the better goalie too. The number one... The number one D pair on the team that beat the state championship, champion yeah. team. Like, come on. You know, one, one quick thing on Logan. I was kind of disappointed that they got a little bit lazy, I thought, with him and him going mm-hmm. back to the yeah. well with the exact same move there. Like, they could have done something a little unique, like maybe pick it up on his stick and do the spin around shot, yeah. you know? Yeah, do something a Where little they scout, bit they scouted it. Pick it up on his backhand. Yeah, they maybe. scouted it or something. So then he like passes yeah. from there or something. Yeah, yeah. But the, the episode was quick. Yeah, I actually something. thought they'd be like, There's oh, I was like, oh, are they going to go 45 minute, 15 minute episode, something like this, like really dry out this big game. But yeah. but nope, just a quick 30 minute episode. That was it. That was it. Well, that's going to do it. That's the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. We'll see what happens with season two. Um, it was a fun ride, fun to watch the show, really enjoyable. I think we'll be back for season two. We'll see. Now, Trevor, w- I mean, we don't need to give all of the details here, but um, you know, we have we have some news for the future of this podcast. We're still trying to finalize mm-hmm. everything, but um, we're gonna be back. Maybe not in the exact same capacity. Maybe a little bit. Uh, still, still talking about hockey. Maybe still talking about some of these hockey shows, but. Uh, we got we got something different we're working on whether we launch it in the summer or a little bit later we'll see but uh, Trevor do you want to give any kind of teaser towards what we're working on here 
I think the uh, we're going to do full rebrand here. So, you know, we are coming out. The Aki Movie Pod will, the, the channel will stay here, but I think we're going to be launching a new channel. And uh, it's going to include, you know, some TV shows that you said. It's going to include Sports Talk. Uh, and it's going to include some chongs. And that's really, really what's going to happen here. So uh, if you enjoyed what we got here, keep an eye out for what's, what's to come. I think uh, we're sort of excited about what's to come. We felt that the idea of the Hockey Movie Pad, although it was fun, it was sort of limiting and limiting our audience and limiting our potential. You know, we got, we got, we got Sophie Hanson, uh, black potential, you know, we got, you know, we, we got college essays and uh, scouts coming to, to watch us here. So I think the hope is, is that we can come up with something uh, even better and that some of the stuff that you still like, but, but reach a wider audience. Is, yeah. that, is that how you would describe it, Jordan? Yeah, exactly. You know, be able to cover a lot of different things so that there's something for everyone, you know, on every show. Uh, they get to hear just more of our personality and, you know, we got some some good potential guests. And so I just think it opens up a lot more possibilities. We're really excited about it. Still going to be talking about hockey a lot, which is one of our favorite things. Talking about TV shows a lot, another one of our favorite things. So I'm excited about where we're going. So stay tuned. Follow myself on Twitter or on Instagram, at Jordan T. Chong, to stay up to date, or at Trevor Chong as well. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd appreciate it. If you would like it, um, subscribe, review. Five stars would be great. And uh, send, some, send us a message. Tell us what you thought. Uh, any hot takes you have, we'd love to talk with you more. Any things you'd love to hear us particularly talk about, we love talking about stuff. And so we'll be back in some capacity soon, so stay tuned. Trevor, it's been fun. I'll see you for dinner tomorrow, but uh, everyone else, Trevor, it's been fun doing this with you, and uh, we'll catch you all soon. Anything else you want to add, Trevor? Quack, quack, quack. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 